this is episode number 20 of Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. Last week, I talked about healthy ways to come out of avoidance and address conflict. This week, I want to dive deeper into boundaries, which are essential for healthy conflict resolution. In episode 8, I talked about how we can renorm boundaries for one another. In this episode, I go deeper into the inner work of boundaries with a focus on boundaries for highly empathic people, which is likely everyone listening. I'll begin by talking about my personal boundaries journey. Around age 12, I got confused about boundaries. After my mother's death, I took on parenting responsibilities to fill the gap she left behind. Without consciously understanding what was going on, the edges around my childness got blurred. I began to take responsibility for people and things that in a healthy system wouldn't have been mine to manage. I compensated for what was missing and in so doing lost a sense of my separate self. I began to put others' needs before my own as a way to help my family survive. It was years later in therapy that I realized the adult cost of my childhood confusion about boundaries. I was always an intuitive and sensitive child, but when I started believing that I had to fill my mother's shoes, I began to sharpen my empathic skills as a matter of survival. We were a family bereaved, and it was an unstable time. I learned to read subtle emotional cues in my environment to determine if my siblings and I were safe. My emotional attunement became a vital defense. I have come to call this empathy activated in the jungle, which served me well when I was still living in a jungle, otherwise known as my childhood home. But now, all these years later, I struggle to turn my empathy off when it doesn't serve me. It's like the on-off button and the volume knob got worn off by the jungle heat, and I got stuck in a perpetual state of taking responsibility for others, which risks undermining every part of my relational life. What was missing then, and what I work hard to cultivate now, is boundaries. Empathy without boundaries exacts a very high price from the empathizer. I wonder if you can relate to this struggle, a difficulty seeing other people's challenges as theirs and not yours. It's a little bit like having x-ray vision all the time when all you really want to see is the outside, not the inside. Empathy and a desire to help and support others is, of course, a beautiful gift. But any gift in the wrong quantity and in the wrong place becomes a downfall. I like to think about empathy like this, as if in a different time and place in history, I might have cultivated this gift with a teacher's guidance. I think about the Star Wars movies and how Obi-Wan Kenobi guided the Jedis to befriend the Force and control their powers. You would learn in this situation to establish boundaries in a safe, guided environment. You would have access to the on-off button and the volume knob. If our empathy got activated in the jungle, rather than with a patient Obi-Wan to guide us, 
then our adult work now is to install the control deck, and it's not too late. In fact, the healing benefits of finding these controls, even after all these years of having misplaced them, are immense. One of the main benefits I have experienced in growing boundaries is a restored respect for myself. When I cross my boundaries, or let others cross them, I lose respect for myself and even feel betrayed. When I prioritize others over me, a part of me gets extremely angry at that betrayal and associates that harm with those people I overstepped myself in connection to, and I usually end up hating them. It's so damaging to all the relationships. But the converse is redemptive. When I hold my boundaries, I fall in love with myself. It's amazing. It's like I'm saying to my most vulnerable self, you are worth protecting. I don't have to give you away anymore. And from there, I don't have to push people away or make them villains for their shortcomings. I can let myself get close to them or not, but I can see the world more clearly and I have choice again. So let me underscore that. Healthy boundaries make getting close to people possible. It works like this. When we stop taking responsibility for others, when it's not, our, not ours to take, we can feel our feelings again. We can hear our needs again. And from that space of clarity, we can find the magnet inside of us that attracts others to us and attracts us to others. Boundaries help us feel the magnet. It's a really remarkable dynamic. Your emotional sensitivity can make it hard for you to establish boundaries. But once you establish them, your boundaries actually sharpen your emotional sensitivity and make it safer for you to get close to people. You don't have to worry that you will get swallowed by their needs when you know your edges. You can be with them, but not become them. A powerful anti-racist mentor of mine, Aaron Johnson of Holistic Resistance, told a story recently that relates to this. He described attending this large workshop years ago where he was challenged by the teacher, in response to which he defended his boundaries in front of a group of over a hundred people with poise, clarity, and grace. And he talked about what made it possible for him to stay so grounded. His reply astounded me. He said, not long ago, I found my tears. Being able to weep when harmed, to not be invincible, is how I ground myself. Wow, I thought this was such a powerful example of how acknowledging our limits, which is a form of boundaries, empowers us to set more boundaries. Just like they did with Aaron, those edges become allies to us, helping us navigate the world with loyalty to ourselves. Empathy run amok ends up being destructive, creating a blurry sea in which we can lose ourselves. But empathy safely contained creates compassion for ourselves and makes connection with others more possible. If you have spent most of your life prioritizing, prioritizing others over yourself, then asserting boundaries at first may feel terrifying. It is vital to start in low-stakes environments and with small steps. 
Asking for what you want without watering it down is a boundary itself and is a good way to start your practice. Next time you are talking to a friend, try stating your need to end the conversation before waiting for the other person to do so. If you are scheduling a social commitment, try including a request that might be just slightly beyond your comfort zone, but that would honor your desires and needs. Before you expect, you'll have the ability like Aaron to defend yourself in front of a large crowd. Aim for small steps, which can rebuild that feeling of trust. For this week's practice, I encourage you to reflect on where you learned boundaries and what you learned about your right to have them, especially if you've learned those lessons in the jungle like I did. From there, setting and holding boundaries is a lifelong journey and will vary across situations. I have found repeating the following phrases to myself incredibly empowering. Start with these and consider creating your own. My energy and my heart are worth taking care of. I am a precious resource. I choose where and how to share myself. If you are struggling in a particular relationship and feeling that it's hard to assert boundaries, when you're by yourself, consider saying out loud, as if you're talking to the other person, I give you back blank. For example, I give you back your anger. I give you back your blame. I give you back your projections about me. And I give you back your responsibility for yourself. I hope these guidelines may help you exhale. Let go of what isn't yours. Restore the love affair inside of you and make healthy love affairs between you and others more possible as well. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, 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 oh.